welcome back to Lost in Transition. My name is Riyad. My name is Kevin. My name is Sango. Today is Tuesday, April 20th. We're about four weeks away from the play-in tournament, so there's going to be a lot of big games coming down the stretch. Um, in those big games, I'm expecting to see some big-time performances from our biggest stars. Um, one of those stars is Steph Curry. Last night, he went off. Um, and over the last like month, he's been going off. So uh, S- Sango, as our designated um, Steph defender, he will break down uh, his his uh, past or his recent um, performances. Yeah, so it's been a long season for my guy Steph Curry. The disrespect has been, I can't, I can't, I cannot take it, and it's kind of getting like being disrespected ways when they say why Steph Curry is so good all they mention is he's the greatest shooter of all time in real rap like I, I'm putting him up in my echelons of the top sh- scorers of all time in the NBA for what he does but not able to get to the free throw line as much as those other great scorers and just purely shooting threes and his efficiency in the free throw line and right now he's back up 31.4 points per game Leading the league in scoring, he's been on a tear. So let me let's break down his April real quick. I got the stats right here for you. Your head, your head tops real quick. All right, so he's the first player since Will to average forty points per game on fifty percent field goal percentage through ten games in a month. All right, that's crazy to think. Like, like comparing him to Will, like he's shooting like pull up threes, like off pin yeah. downs, like off the dribble. Exactly. And, like Wilt was doing like little like hook shots against like trash ass competition. Yeah. This is a good stat. Okay, let's go to the next. I, I, I'm being <laughs> a teacher right now. So it's offensive EPM, which is basically estimated plus minus. Uh, I, I, I even threw an advanced ass. You know me, I'm not an advanced ass guy. So let's break it down. In 2014, he was third. 2015, he was first, his first MVP. 2016, he was first, his second MVP. 2017, he was second. 2018, he was first. 2019, he was second. 2021, he was right now, he's first. This is an NBA? Yep. It's estimated plus minor rank by by season. So that's what he had right now. All right, let's break it down some more. Students, students, listen to the greatness of this man. I have to defend this man like Kobe Bryant right now. Is he your second best, second favorite player of all time? <clears throat> I, I support like the disrespected players that y'all can see, like Kyrie, like Durant, and like and Steph Curry is like he, he's, get, he's, he's just getting, like every player in the NBA. Who me? Who's your yeah. second favorite? I know you defend them, but who's your favorite? Oh, like who I like watching after after Kobe. Dude, I, I like watching uh, Steph. I ain't gonna Steph, lie. your second, okay. Second. Yeah, but when you on some bullshit, that's when it makes me mad. But go ahead, Professor. Get back to your. Okay, lesson. so Steph Curry has made seventy-two threes his last ten games. That is more than Chris Paul, Tobias Harris, Russell Westbrook, Pascal Siakam, Giannis, Yo Joel Embiid. Shout out to Stat Muse for that stat. I appreciate that. Let's go another stat muse stat. They just break it down everything for me. And so I don't they just do it all the work I gotta do. 10 threes per game. 
in NBA history, 10 plus threes. Steph got 21 in his career. It's six within this season. Okay, man. What's, what's breakdown is uh is MVP his MVP season is unanimous one. So he had 30.1 points per game, 5.4 assists, uh rebounds, excuse me, 6.7 assists, two steals a game, and a 66.9 shooting percentage this year. 31.4 PPG, 5.5 rebounds per game, 5.9 assists a game, 1.2 steals per game, and a 66.5 total shooting percentage. So you think he should be the MVP this year? I I think if Steve Kerr was on bullshit, he should be considered because the game he, they've played, he's actually played the 28-22 right now. I think Steph on a, is on a, like some Kobe Bryant 06 shit right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like it's like some trash ass teammates, some Smush Parker ass Kwame Brown ass teammates. <laughs> he got a he got his I don't know his his brother in law playing. I don't even know he he deserves to be on a team. Damian Lee. Yeah, Damian Lee, and he's just he's just putting on a show. And then now Steph Curry is is finally realizing, yo, you gotta just put the ball in his hands. Put him in some pick and roll with some Draymond Green. He, I saw a stat where like Draymond Green, if he, shows, if he scores eight points or more, they're like twelve and three. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Like, yo. His offensive game is diminished, but he's still great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's like just do a little bit of something like, like that, man. And only three players in NBA history to average five threes per game, and that's Steph Curry. His MVP season, the twenty nineteen season, and this year. So that's all I gotta rap about. Yeah, I think my case. I think it's undeniable that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Like it's okay, not even close. like I just mentioned, that's like disrespectful. That's all y'all talk about is more to the game than it's shooting. Yeah, but that's what him makes him. Finishing. That's what makes him a great I see player. Him his finishing shooting. at like a high level at the rim, the variety of shots. He can shoot the mid range. He's just a pure scorer. It just happens to be the greatest shooter. So you're of all saying time. that you you want him to get respected as a scorer, not just a shooter. Yeah, that's all they bring up. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes, sense. that makes sense. Yeah, and also his ability to this isn't a show in the the assists, but like him drawing like multiple defenders at one go, so he can like pass it to another defender. He gets, he gets the hockey assists. Yeah, just don't yeah. that's like that's that's part of the playmaking of my ability. A lot of a lot of people talk about that. Yeah, I actually it's tough agree to judge. with that. I agree with that. So that's all I got to say about that. And y'all could we good now. He's shooting over 50% from three over the last you know, 10 games. You know that's that uh, he had 49 last night, but Ben Simmons didn't play. If he would have played, he probably only would have had like 25 or 24. Yeah, but this, you, you, I know glad I heard about what the streets are saying, though. <laughs> yeah. The streets are saying that Ben Simmons didn't want to hurt his uh, M, uh, defensive player of the year chances. That's why I didn't play. He had a tummy ache, bro. Cut him no, that's, the, that's what this that's what this streets are saying. I, I don't blame him. Hey, hey, I don't blame him. I don't want to cover that, brother. <laughs> I don't want to cover the light skinned motherfucker. Uh so um we know Steph Steph regularly shoots deep from the logo. Um we're gonna uh that brings me to the to our next uh segment of the of the podcast. Um we're gonna this is our second debut of the uh, Chris Weber take of the week, and uh, we'll have uh, Gladdy break that down for us. 
Yeah, so we're going to start going over a Chris Webber take of the week. Essentially, it'll be an absolutely ridiculous basketball opinion, whether we see that on Twitter, whether we hear that on a broadcast or something like that. Uh, we got to kick it off with Chris Webber himself. Uh, last Thursday, the Bucks were playing the Hawks, and uh, Trey was his first game back from injury without a couple games. Uh, I think it was probably it was somewhere in the it was third. Right, no, it was right before halftime. Right, before, okay. So it was towards the end of the second quarter, and um, Chris Webber, like he's dribbling the ball. I think it was yeah, approaching half, uh, under thirty seconds, and he's like. Yeah, Trey Young is 0 for 6 from 3 right now. So this is exactly where you got to think he's going to shoot from the logo. Like, dog, what? That is not what you do when you're 0 for 6. Like, you get to Especially the when you're trying to get, like, the last shot of the half. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no sense. Like, this man played in the NBA for 15 years. Like, how do you think that that is what you're supposed to do when you're 0 for 6 from 3? He just absolutely makes no sense. He continually says things that just, like, at the at, – at the moment that he says them, it's like, that's not at all what anybody was thinking or what anybody's going to do. Like just bad timing, bad. Place. I think we've all, we've all gotten to the point where like, I'm probably going to like put the game on mute and like do something else oh, yeah. like multitask. If he's on there, if I have two yeah. games on, I, I pick against yeah. him. If it's a, if it's a Sixers, I'm going to the local broadcast. I'm not dealing <laughs> yeah. with that shit. Like he's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, I was, uh, that was that was one this week. Uh, we'll keep hammering out, you know, just ridiculous basketball takes uh, each and every episode. And uh, and if you have, if you guys, any of the listeners have any uh, any bad takes that we want you want us to uh, to cover, expose. expose. Let us know. Um, all right. So we talked a little bit about Steph. Um, obviously, the hottest player in the NBA right now, uh, killing it over the last last month. There have also been a lot of uh, teams lately that have been playing really well. Um, uh, a few teams in the East, a few teams in the West. Uh, so we're going to break down a few of them for you. Uh, in the East, the hottest teams right now are the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Knicks. Uh, and then in the West, we got the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Um, one overall stat um, that all of them, all six of those teams are in the top 10 in points per game, offensive rating, and net rating over the last 10. And I think that just shows um, – I think that just signifies how important offense is in, in the modern NBA, that you can be a really great defensive team, but you're not going to stack up wins if, if you can't score the ball. Um, but uh, to kick it off, I'm going to start off with the Hawks. Over the last 10 games, they've uh, shot 43% from three. Uh, that, that's second best in the league behind the Clippers, who've been killing it from three. Um, sixth in offense and 10th in rating or in net rating. Um, over that stretch, they beat the Spurs, the Pelicans twice, the Warriors, the Bulls, the Hornets, the Raptors, and the Pacers. Um, over that stretch, Trey has averaged about the same that he's been averaging over, um, over the year, about 25 points per game. But you can see since Nate McMillan took over that he's playing a lot, uh, a lot more off the ball. He's giving up the ball quicker. The offense is moving better. He's finding shooters better that that um, the pick and roll with click Capella is is money um, gets gets a, gets a few lobs a game. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the new free agent this year, the new pickup. He uh, over the last 10 games, he's been averaging 22.5 games per uh, 22.5 points per game. 
uh, shooting at 50% from the field and 52% from three, just crazy. Um, he's kind of been carrying him a little bit. Uh, there's, uh, there was one game where Trey didn't play and he had a huge game, um, got them the win. I forget what game it might've been the Raptors. Uh, you got Capella over the last 10 games, averaging 20 points per game, uh, almost three blocks per game. So he's been doing it on both ends. Uh, one of the leading rebounders in the, in the league. Uh, and then they also just got Lou Will, who's coming off the bench, kind of give him a little bit of a uh, scoring spark. Uh, Gallinari shooting 50% from three, and uh, we got Hoarder shooting 40, 40% from three. Um, all of these these last 10 games, except for the last game, um, they've been doing it without Collins and Hunter, so that's even more impressive. I think Nate McMillan's got a, a good rotation. Hunter's even, out then. Or not Hunter. Uh, Collins might be out. After you, this year, uh, yeah, you? who knows? Um, but you know, without their, you know, two of their best, you know, three or four players, uh, I think that's pretty impressive. The offense has been improving a lot better, um, improving more, and then the defense is catching up a little bit. So that's why I have the Hawks as one of the hottest teams. Songo, I don't know, bro. Are you buying this team? I mean, it's a little recent. They are playing well, but are you buying this team as a serious threat to even win a playoff series? Um, right now. They've been playing very well, but I still I'm I'm not very certain about the chemistry. Uh, Neymar Millen is very like a disciplined coach. I saw an article today about Jason Collins. He's still kind of uncertain about his role. John John Collins, my fault. Sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, um, but Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich Bogdanovich. <laughs> okay, I, I always I always mess up those those guys' names. I want to make sure I get it right. Well, yeah, he's been playing well since he get back. I guess Trey Young's kind of coming down a little bit. Like he's trying to prove a point. Like you could, you could kind of tell who he was frustrated. He was getting disrespected a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. But um, well, he's playing off the ball, kind of like Steph Curry then more, right? Yeah, because yeah. he, he got his stats now, but now he got to prove like he's winning basketball now. So that's, he's he's yeah. okay with those hockey assists. You can tell. So Riyad, the uh, Hawks still are overall on the season. Obviously, I totally understand. You know, offense is super important, but is are you concerned that they they are still twenty fourth in defensive rating? Like, does that concern you going into the well, playoffs? Well, in terms of playoffs, I don't. I'm not saying like I, I think they, you know, they can compete with the best teams. I, I, a few podcasts ago, we did the tiers in the East and the West. Like right. I still. I still think they're in that second tier, but they might be the best team in that second tier. So I think maybe they could win a couple games against the Bucks um, as the as. So, so do up? you think that they? So do wait, you, you think the Hawks? You think do you think the Hawks could win a playoff series like against like a Boston, Miami? Oh yeah, absolutely. Teams? But they, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think they could win a. Uh, I don't think they could. <laughs> You don't. You think they'd lose automatically against like the Celtics or the Knicks or the? I think I think they would be. Maybe the, actually the they would Celtics. be the underdog in my opinion. Maybe the Celtics. That'd be a close series. But I think Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in the playoff series will overcome any of that bullshit. Yeah, that they're going through right now. No, I, I don't know it. if Trey Young can do that. No, I got the Hawks over the Celtics. All right, well, then maybe we transition into our next. I mean, that's game. that's that's the matchup right now. If if, it, if the playoff started right now, <laughs> they Matt, you and Stefan would have to fight too. You won't put money up. Sure. <laughs> 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 sure. 
Uh, well, that's what that's the thing. I'm, I don't know if your question is like, do I think they're one of the best teams in the East? No, no. I, I'm just asking you like as like a, as a, a so like, question. Like, I'm just saying, like, you, you think would you? Yeah, like, yeah. How do you think they'd fare in one of those type series? Yeah, I, I think they can maybe win one series in the first round, right. but uh, but I don't think they could get past no the second round, which would still uh, yeah. be a great season hey, for them. Man, it's yeah. okay to. Yeah. Rip, yeah. I understand you're just revving for your city. I got I got respect that. Like, got uh, bro, I mean they're in fourth in the they're a fourth seed. It's not like it's crazy to say they're going to beat the man, Celtics. The East is, <laughs> man, I don't know, man. We'll see how they we we'll see what happens. All right, All right let's jump over to the Celtics then. Right, they're one of our hottest teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just real quick, over the last 10, they were, they've been ninth in offense, seventh in defense, and fifth in overall rating. Uh, they've beaten the Rockets, the Hornets, the Knicks, the Wolves, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Um, and Tatum has increased his scoring from 27.8 to 25 over that stretch. And both him and Brown, shoot, they're both, both their shooting splits are amazing, um, uh, both shooting above 40% from three. Uh, Brown is actually shooting 46.8 from three over the last 10 games. And Fournier has actually been a, a, a plus for them. He's, he's, he's got to get healthy though. I don't think he's, he's got a little, any games so yeah, he only played like two or three in the last 10, yeah, yeah. but he was yeah, averaging 20 points for, in those games. And he was shooting like 70% from three, Bro, which did is you obviously, guys, did you guys see the shit that he tweeted when he got, no. Like when he got traded there, everyone, he was like, he tweeted like everyone, Oh, like can't wait to go to Boston. Everyone like Google my name. And like it's some like what Evan Fournier, so right. like and if you like Google his last name, like it was on Google, uh, they think they edited or deleted it, but like it was like some type of like female reproductive organ infection, <laughs> 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 and like Stephen yeah. told me to do it like right when he traded for him, and I saw it, I was like, oh my god, what what is why is this dude tweeting this? Like yeah, that was that's... his first tweet, like the second he got in. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's um, But yeah, I mean, I, c- I can touch on the Celtics a little bit. I mean, I know Tatum's had like a 53 and a 42-point game. Brown had a 40-point game lately. Uh, so it looks like they're trying to – starting to catch their stride. I still think the biggest X factor with them is like what are you actually going to get out of Kemba? Um, like come playoff time, I mean, they're those two will be pretty consistent uh smart is obviously going to bring their edge uh, bring their intensity he'll cover the other team's best you know perimeter oriented player um but it's just in order for them to like win a playoff series or two like Kemba has to be good he can't be putting up those like seven of 18 seven of 19 performances like he's been uh, over the course of this year what were we gonna say Sonia? i'm just so did you when you when we were discussing, do you guys say Jalen Brown? Would you take Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? What, what did you guys say? Well, Tatum's a better player, but I I think that I think that Brown with his improvement, and I think he's a better defensive okay. player. He could he could eventually be a better player. So this is interesting. So pre All Star break, so Jalen Brown is shooting forty nine point five percent and thirty eight point three percent from the three. That's this is from the, the All-Star All- game to now, you're saying? No, yeah. that's before the All-Star break. Oh, okay. But then Jason Tatum, obviously, with the COVID, but he was shooting 43% and 36% from three. Yeah. And now, right now, post after the All-Star break, Jalen Brown shooting 49.7 and 42.3% from three with a, like almost a 60% total shooting percentage. And... J- Jason Tatum is he's back up 
because he said he got this handler, he's feeling a little bit better. He's at 48.8 and 41% for three. Just thought it's interesting. Yeah, I, I was I was early on in the year. I was saying that I think they're a lot closer than um, than than people uh, you know are are claiming. Um, and I think just with the you think improved... that's a bad thing or no? I think they need for who like just for the Celtics like success. Do you think they need to like establish like this is one, this is two, or do you think it's fine if they're both just like? I mean, Tatum's still better, but are you, do you think it's okay as they're like approaching getting closer? to the same level like like how do you think that um i don't i, I think it's a bad sign that and i i think we've disagreed on this but with okay. tatum i think it's a bad sign that to me like i don't really see him as much of a different player than he was like his first couple of years i don't see what? a lot of difference in him like he's he's scoring a, a more but um in terms of like improvement, like I think Brown is clearly, clearly I mean, much more improved. Brown couldn't dribble, bro. When he's he came to league, that nigga couldn't. That's dribble. what I'm saying. Like he's just continually to get better. At, like his shooting's above forty percent. Like, right now, who knows how much better he can get? Room for growth. Yeah, that's true. But he's still going up. It's not right, like we, no, we don't I see agree, a ceiling with him. But I think Tatum him. is too. He's made almost like a two point per game or two assist per game jump this year too. On top of like a four or five point per game. Uh, on an average team where he has to be the playmaker, I don't think that's significant. Man, you, you really know. But the Celtics I mean, are, they've been three of those four are last, last I have to admit, you, you're right. Um, I think I think also a huge issue with them this year. You're saying an average team. This is the first year they're average. They have like a, I think like you and Sango could probably suit up and get minutes for their bench. Like it's pretty atrocious. <laughs> like you, you have you have Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson. One of them won't start, and he comes off the bench, and you have Peyton Pritchard who's a rookie and he's playing very well this year, putting up good numbers, but like, who do you trust on that bench? Like their benches. And so in a COVID season, when you're missing smart or Walker or someone like that on a daily basis, like this team is just so thin. Um, so I think that's man. why they're an average team this year, but the last couple of years, they haven't been average, man. Uh, and I hate that. I'm Danny, defending the fucking Danny angel. Oh, I want to see my drift picks. I want to see my drift picks. Man, how that how that working? He 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 feeling the pressure. Yeah, if, if they don't use man, that trade, I, you trade think your Brad Stevens feeling the pressure too? I, man, it's getting for real, man. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll I mean, they can't keep doing this. They gotta they gotta see how the. I'm tired of this. Oh, we got this draft pick. Like we're gonna draft someone. We're gonna trade. We'll see this playoffs whether deadline, whether you're right, oh, Gladdy. Every, well, yeah, every I'm saying they're, gonna that, they're not gonna fix that bench issue by this playoffs, but. Um, I still think that they would beat a four, uh, beat Atlanta in a four or five game. Um, but okay, all right. So uh, another team in the East is the Knicks. Uh, they've won six in a row. Um, do one of y'all want to take them? Yeah, I can take them. Um, so and then you guys can just jump in wherever. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think it's just crazy to see. I mean, obviously they've just been like, it's they're just such a Tibbs team, right? They're grinded out. Um, they're third in the NBA in defense. Um, you know, Randall's obviously having a, the best season of his career, 24, 10, and six. Um, D Rose has came back lately and he's really attributed to that success um, in terms of uh, their six straight wins. Um, he's been, he's had some big performances off the bench there. I, I, we talked about this earlier in the season. I still don't get why the hell Alfred Payton is starting for them. Like, why don't, why don't you want to start Derrick Rose or quickly? Like, it makes no sense to me, but uh, maybe by playoff time it will. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're a good story. It's a good uh, stepping stone for them and their franchise, which has been an absolute sh- shipwreck the last 10 years, 20 years, who the fuck knows? I guess since Mello left uh, when they were with, in contention to win a playoff series every year. They weren't even that good with Mello. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what they were in contention for. That's maybe success for the Knicks. Um, but, I mean, them being set 22nd in offense, and I, I don't really see much of a chance of them winning a playoff series. I mean, it's a good story. Like I said, good stepping stone for them. Um, but do you, you guys don't think they have any chance to win a playoff series, do you? Not against the Bucks, no. Right. But, I mean, regardless, I mean. Yeah, but we, we, have to right t- we have to know what the matchup is. You can't just say okay, playoff I don't series. see them beating the Sixers. I don't see them beating the Nets. I don't see them beating the Bucks. So that means they'd have to beat one other team. So. Well, no, if they moved up to five, they'd have to they could right, play exactly. the Hawks. So that's what I'm saying. But even regardless, in one of those with the Hawks or the Celtics or the Heat, I don't see them winning a four or five matchup I could, there. I could see. So, I, and this kind of goes back to the question you asked me. So I could, out of the Hawks, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Heat, I could see like any of those teams beating each other. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. But I don't really... I kind of I kind of leave the Knicks out of that. I think the Heat, the Celtics, or the Hawks, any of those teams could beat each other. I obviously would have favorites in certain ones there. I think the Heat um, would probably be the favorites, maybe. The Heat. Yeah, just because yeah, they have. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but yeah, experience I don't, and I don't think the I don't think the Knicks are ready to beat any of those teams in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna I was gonna say their their top five leading scorers are Randall, Barrett, Bullock, Rose, and Burks. Like that's not. Yeah. That's not really gonna man. It could any. be yo know, Bucks. It could be. I mean, Bucks are balling, but Giannis's injuries. Yeah, yo, you are wilding if you think the net the fucking the Knicks, Knicks are gonna are beat the Bucks, the Bucks, bro. They're not. I know you. Hate I'm, Giannis. I'm just hoping. I know I think you it's gonna Giannis, be a game six. It's gonna be a six game series. And also, Barrett has been improving his shooting a little bit, so I think that's 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 a good sign for ever them. since Anthony Edwards started chirping shit to him. Then, I, I didn't uh, see that. What happened? He was like, uh, they, the Timberwolves a couple of weeks ago beat the Knicks. And um, or I guess R.J. Barrett took like a step back jump shot, uh, which would have been to tie it or win it. And Anthony Edwards was like, once we got hit, the ball in his hands down the stretch uh, for the final oh, shot, shit. like we knew we were all right. Oh, shit. That's tough. Oh, that's, that's my favorite yeah. rookie right Anthony there. Edwards, I, fuck, I love that dude. He's hilarious. He was like uh, talking about A-Rod and J-Lo and he was like, yeah, I hope they get back together. He didn't even know they broke up. He was like, yeah, I hope they get back together. And some the reporter was like, why? He was like, I don't know. Probably makes him happy. He didn't even know who A-Rod was, bro. And yeah. uh, after he did a little bit of research. All right. So uh, jumping over to the West, we covered the hottest teams in the East. Um, kind of that those bunched up that bunched up group in the um, in the middle. Um, so for the West, we got the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. Um, we'll kick it off with the Suns. Uh, Gladdy, go ahead. All right. So, yeah, the Suns, um, I mean, they've won 12 of the last 14. It's probably this, the hottest, if not the second hottest team in the NBA. Um, DeAndre Ayton's really taken a lot of good steps the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm really curious to see what he gives them in a playoff type atmosphere. Yeah, he's shooting um, 70% in the last 10 games from the yeah, field. It's crazy. And he's had a lot of big games too, like 20, 25 plus. I saw he had at least one. Um, so in a on a team that has such a balanced scoring, uh, that's definitely a good sign for them. I mean, obviously CP3's 
just super consistent 16 9 and 4 over the year sango talked about his boy booker maybe had him a little too high last episode but we're not going to get into that right now um and i just really like that i really like that roster um obviously it's pretty much with them it's like they took a step with chris paul there this year uh but how are they going to match in the playoffs um I do kind of like – I'm not saying I would pick them to win against like a Clippers or Lakers team, uh, but I do like the number of wings that they have to throw at that type of team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mikhail's a very good defender. Crowder gave everyone trouble in the East last year as a wing. And defender. all of their wings can shoot. All of yeah, them. exactly. They're just a perfect fit for the roster. That's that's why I think it's it's one of the most well like put together yeah. put together or like fitting synchronous one within the NBA. Uh, my only concern with them, I mean, they're seventh in offense, fifth in defense, which is super uh, important. You know, I think most most finals winners are top ten in both. Yeah. Uh, my, my concern with them is they're second to last in the NBA in free throw attempts per game. Mm. So they're just so reliant on the outside jump shooting. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, obviously when the defense tightens up in the playoffs, that really does make me nervous. What do you guys see? Like, do you think that they can win a playoff series? Do you think they could win two? I can see them winning one. Um, one. What about one. you, Sango? You see one as the max or you think somehow they can win the conference finals? For the Suns. The Suns. Oh, okay. So what's what's their then they're two C right, right now. Two, yeah. Okay, so you're looking at someone like the Blazers ish in the I think a round. better question is Oh, they could be they okay. So okay. Blazers so they, they it's right the so how does the first of all how the play in work? So the nine plays the like the ten or what? How does it no, work? No, the that? seven plays eight. Whoever wins that game gets the seventh seed. Then nine and ten play. Whoever loses is eliminated then the loser of the seven and eight plays the winner of nine and 10 and whoever wins that game gets eight. God, it's a little bit, it's a little bit confusing, but. Okay. Man, the, the, the sun's going to be the Mavericks or whoever right now, yeah, but I think the Mavericks are scared about the Warriors right now because how Steph Curry's playing. That's why they're complaining about all that shit right now. Sango, uh, because you um, you kind of you had Booker on your top five list uh, last podcast. Uh, what do you see differently with him this year th- than from last year? Um, like, is he well, is he playing a bit different game or or? Um... No, I think I think the difference is actually to be honest is just Chris Paul right now. Uh, I've been a Chris Paul hater, uh, but I I just he won't he might not ever win a championship, but definitely it's like contributing to the growth of other players. And what Devin Booker was able to do before is finally getting noticed. Um, he still has he has a mid-range game. He can attack off the dribble. He can shoot the three. He can create off the bounce, look for his other teammates. And Chris Paul just helps, like, deviates a lot of the pressure off of him and contributes in different ways in terms of, like, motivation leading the teams and helping everyone else, you know, develop. That's why I feel like they're doing everything well right now. So that's just enhancing – Devin Booker, even though sometimes the advanced stats don't really show it, but that's why I think that he's becoming a better player this year. His scoring is a little bit down, but that's what happens when you have a you know all NBA all-star. guard, yeah. all star like Hall of Famer coming with you, with you. Yeah, I think I think uh, definitely CP has helped Booker out, kind of freeing him up to do uh, you know be be the star without having to take the leadership pressure. 
Yeah, definitely. No, um, I think that uh, I think it's it's definitely going to be more interesting and very interesting. Just it's 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 going to be see what they do in the playoffs. Um, oh, the question. It's a good step that they got there, but when you have someone as old as Chris Paul, like it's I've, that was going to be like almost a lock that they were going to get in the playoffs. But it's just to see like how they actually perform there. Yeah. What uh, uh the question I was going to ask is who's who is more of a contender, the Jazz or the Suns? Oh. Good question. I would probably go with the Suns. Um, Me too. Just, be, just because of they have star power, Chris Paul and Devin. Yeah, star power in the playoffs. Um, you, you know, we're we're not going to get into it. This is not a Rudy Gobert slander pod- podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take that star power over what they have in Utah yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, what do you? What about you, man? Man, man I, I still can't fuck with Utah, bro. I don't know. I'm about to take this one, Phoenix too, then. Yeah, man. I, yeah. But, oh, like, what? I don't know. The All the years, these events tasks that I keep seeing, like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy right now with the Jazz, but I still don't trust them motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, Joe Ingles is shooting crazy from three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, everyone be, like, balling. It's balling. Like, Rudy Gobert, like, they give him some bullshit stats, but, like, it's, like, his advanced stats are crazy. Like, I, I – do you they not, do you not, do you not right like now. advanced stats like strictly because of the fact that it supports Rudy Gobert? <laughs> uh, that's probably a, 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 a confirmation a, 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 bias. And, and, and this is where Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. All right. That makes perfect sense. Though. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So let's transition over the Clippers. Um, reason I'm going to do that transition is because I know it's Riyadh's favorite team in the NBA. He really likes to talk about the Clippers. Um, so let's let you uh, they have one of eight of their last nine um, and their only loss was to the Sixers without Kawhi. I actually I actually gave you the Suns because I wanted to talk about the Clippers. There you go. All right. So over the last 10, they've been shooting 44 from three. That's like number one by far. Um, and they've been they've been number one from three all year. All year yeah. um, second in offense, eighth in defense and first in net rating over the last 10 uh, over that stretch, they beat the Lakers, the Blazers, the Suns, the Rockets, the Pistons twice, the Pacers, and the Wolves. Um, I think out of out of all the teams that have kind of been on this hot streak, I think maybe there might be the most impressive because they did beat some good teams, but they also had some injuries and still came out with wins. So Kawhi is actually the second leading scorer. Um, PG is averaging almost 29 points per game on 50 and 48 shooting. This is during the last 10, right? Last 10, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Kawhi shooting 24 points 24 points per game on 51 and 45 shooting. Uh, Kawhi is actually the leading rebounder and the leading assist uh, – is it assister? Assist leader. Assist leader? Uh, the leading assist leader? The assist leader? Just the assist leader. <laughs> The uh, the assist leader over these last 10 games, um, I actually don't think that's a great sign for them um, that he's leading in all those categories. But their top three sh- uh, scorers are um, him, PG, and Morris. Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson's been playing um, kind of a little bit better. Uh, obviously, with Kawhi has been out a few games. You got um, the Rex specs. Yeah, shout out Bobby. Yeah, he he had a he had a game. Rex specs. He had a game winner. He's shooting 49 from three over the last 10. Uh, Zubats is shooting 70% from the field over the last 10. Um, so they kind of, they kind of, um, do it by committee, um, after the two big stars. Um, and their, their numbers have been crazy all year. 
I think their defense is improving, which um, was kind of average to begin the season, but I, I think it is improving a little bit. And I think they are looking like true contenders um, to make at least the conference finals in the West. And um, I think they're definitely a, a more, co- mo- more cohesive and better team than last year. I think that's clear. So do you think that, like, do you think that that Rajon Rondo uh, addition has helped them get on this, like, heater? Um, like, how much do you think he plays a factor in that? Uh, I'm not exactly sure how many games he's played with them so far, um, but I don't, I don't put it all on him because they, they have been pretty consistent um, this, year. this year. And li- lately their defense is improving, so I don't think you can put that on Rondo. Right. Um, I, I mean, think, I, I've only seen him play once um, for the Clippers, and it was against the yeah. Sixers this year. But I mean, he played ver- he played out of his mind. He played very well. Um, was playmaking for everyone, just exactly what they need. Um, I, I, I think he. There's a very good chance he's in the closing lineup come important playoff games yeah. over Beverly, especially because he's been in in and out of the lineup with that knee all year. Um, so I, I still think it's going to come down to like at the end of the day, like, do you trust? Playoff P, you guys. Yeah, I I think. Or do you think these improvements are legit? Where like they'll carry over to the postseason? I think that's. I think that's clear that we're waiting on to see what what playoff P does. Um, But but I also think that last year they didn't really have an identity. Um, They just. I think they just knew they were talented and thought they could turn it on. But this year you can clearly see that each player is kind of taking their role seriously. I think Kawhi has given kind of PG that that offensive um that offensive number one role like he knows he knows that he can get a bucket at the end and and maybe he needs to guards guard um play a little bit of defense at the beginning of the game um and kind of save himself for the end of the game so I think he's he's kind of deferred a little bit to PG in terms of kind of taking that um that offensive load and I think and, he also just knows how good he is and that he can get like get in a flow and get in a rhythm whenever he wants that like he's almost he, it's not like the LeBron sense where like he's like straight up playmaking for them or yeah. as much but like it's the sense where like he's letting his guys get going early cuz he knows he can get going almost whenever uh so I think it's kind of like he knows that at the highest level he's going to need Paul George to perform uh, so he's kind of like letting him like steer the ship right now uh, in hopes that that kind of gives him confidence and motivates him to be able to do that in the postseason as well. Yeah, I think I think they have a good chance with the, especially with the Nuggets, uh, Jamal Murray injury. I think that they definitely have a good chance to make the conference finals. Talk about that injury. Then we might as well jump to Denver, our last team, right? Yeah, let's jump to, over to Denver. Um you know, with the Jamal Jamal Murray injury lately, um, Jokic just kind of st- kind of still been balling, um, kind of keeping them uh, at the same pace they were. Uh, you know, w- they've won three in a row without Jamal Murray, and um, they're eight and two in the, over the last ten. Uh, go ahead, Gladdy. Well, I was going to say, Sango, you got any anything to say about the about the Nuggets moving forward here? Um, it's a it's a tough blow. So this is about. I think more about the MVP chances for Jokic than more than about them winning the playoffs or yeah, going in deep into the playoffs now yeah. with uh, Jamal Murray out because 
obviously everyone's been hurt this year. So I think like after a while, like the MVP argument, like about all the injuries, like, oh, if he doesn't play X, Y, Z amount of games, if more players get hurt, it's going to start to matter less. But if Jokic plays like all these games and they're probably a top five, top four seed, and he's putting up these like the best advanced stats and best numbers, like he's shooting 25, he's getting 10 rebounds, eight assists, like shooting like 40% from three. It, it doesn't matter, like at 31 PER, like the, the one of the highest ever, then he's gonna get the MVP. But he had I don't 47 and 15 last night, yeah, overtime, yeah. So, but double besides overtime. that, like double overtime uh, doesn't really count, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> with that because I mean, it's just gonna get the MVP, but then they're gonna like lose probably. It's gonna be a, a tough first round series and if they play the Lakers, losing. they're losing. Yeah, yeah. Then they're gonna lose in the second round if they somehow manage to get past that tough first round series. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right on point that I think the season is more about um, just a couple things. One is definitely MB, M, uh, Jokic winning that MVP. Uh, I think he's definitely the favorite. Um, would be surprised if he didn't get it. I think it's a little bit of two things outside of that as well. Um, just a smaller one would be just like incorporating Aaron Gordon into the system, make sure he's the right fit for the future. Um, I definitely do think he will be. Uh, obviously, it was a small sample size, but those four really seem like they're meshing together. And this is kind of like Michael Porter Jr.'s like time to shine. Uh, he's obviously the second guy offensively right now and and he's been stepping up. I mean, he's had over 20 points in seven of the eight games since Murray has went down. Um, He's at 18 and seven on the season. Um, Over the, over the last 10, sorry, over the last 10, 21.8 on 55.2 from the field and 38 from three. Yeah, and he's shooting forty three percent from the three on the year. So on the year, yeah, it's a pretty it's a, and it's not like it's on a small volume. Yeah. Um, I think why they're competing and they will for the rest of the year and keep getting wins is because their starting five is still up there with some of the better starting fives in the yeah. NBA. Um, but do I trust? D'Anthony Melton had 25 points last night. Do I trust D'Anthony Melton to play well and score 20 points in a playoff series? Fuck no. So hold on, bro. Does D'Anthony Melton play for the Nuggets? Yeah, he had 25 last night. Oh. I think he played for the Grizzlies. um, And it was like, I mean, it's like that Composo dude. Like it's a good story. Like mainline NBA media loves talking about him. Like he's not going to win or play well in a playoff series as a rookie. Like, so I, I think their lack of depth will obviously hurt them. And then, you know, not having Murray. Um, but like I said, I, the things I really want to listen to will be uh, MPJ, the Michael Porter jr. Continuing to develop and then seeing how they can incorporate the um, Aaron Gordon into their future. Yeah. Um, definitely be exciting to see uh, how these teams end the season. Uh, we were going to jump into the injuries, but we kind of covered a little bit in um, in kind of covering these hot teams. Uh, we'll jump. I know that Harden. There was news of Harden being out indefinitely. We'll definitely cover that um, coming up. There'll be some time. Obviously, he'll be out. Um, and then there's there might be some uh, important returns like AD coming back, LeBron few weeks, uh, Lamelo might come back. That's exciting for the Hornets. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that, and we'll cover that um, coming up. Uh, before we end, uh, there's one more team that's super hot. Did we want to talk about them? They're the Wizards, one in five in a row. Man, they, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they motherfuckers doing, man. 
they haven't been playing well enough all year. So Sango jumped off the bandwagon. He jumped on the Steph bandwagon. Nah, nah man. <laughs> you know, nah, you, you got just, like seven teams in the NBA. I, I just don't. I don't know what the owner wants, man. He he care more about hockey, man. You're not a hockey guy. <laughs> fuck no. Only 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 when they have that black guy playing. That's why I fuck with him. <laughs> It's, right, right, yeah, year, bro. it's a caps year. All right, y'all. So C A P S Caps. Cap City. Nah, man. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that wraps up this episode. We're gonna continue to cover the most interesting topics throughout the season, which the season isn't long. And we expect this season to be a fun one. So we can hope we hope you can join us. Please rate and subscribe. Check us out on social media, and we will see you next time. Peace.